for hanging out with us today on the Ascent Church Podcast. We're about to hear a message from our lead pastor, Thomas Lane. We hope this encourages you and meets you exactly where you are. Whatever battle you are fighting, know that you are not alone and we're all in this together. Here's today's message. Hey guys, welcome to Ascent Church. So glad you're joining us here at Ascent Home. Happy July 4th. Hope you guys had a great day yesterday. So glad that you're taking time to join us today here. Listen, I want you to know that when you check in here, we give back. So you can like, follow, subscribe, share, and we're going to give to one of our local or international charities. We work with 99 for the One, helping homeless here in the area. We work with Echo, helping with orphan and foster children here in the region. And we work with World Vision, spreading Christ's love all over the world. So go ahead, give us a check-in, and we want to give back to one of our mission partners here in the area or worldwide. Well, I know you guys got a lot going on. We've got a lot going on too. This is actually our last Ascent home and we're so excited about that. I know you guys are ready to get back and see everybody, but we're still going to be streaming live online. So if you're not quite ready to join back up with everyone yet, if you're still a little bit worried about what's going on with the pandemic and the quarantine, then we understand we're going to be looking out for you too. But uh, next week, we're actually going to be live at the Wyndham down at the oceanfront, and we cannot wait to see you there. Well, before we go any further, I want to get into this talk, but first I want to pray and ask for God to join us here at Ascent Home, and you, wherever you are, be it in your car, at your house, at work, just want to take a moment and ask God into our presence. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for this time that we can come together, and God, even though we're not all Together right now, physically, we are together as a church. We're together in a thought and our love for you, God. We're together as a church body. And God, we thank you for that opportunity. We just pray now that we could all feel your presence no matter where we are. God, just come alongside of us. Uh, speak to us through the message today, through worship. And God, we will thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, today... I want to talk to you guys about something that is really important to me, especially right now, something I think that is very relevant to all of our lives anytime, and especially right now, and that's seasons in our lives. Seasons come and go. And I think that right now, if you're wondering what a season is, I think that's something that in your life has a definite beginning and a definite end, something that uh, encompasses one single subject, something that's going on, something that's impacting you. And a season could be a good thing. A season could be maybe uh, getting married or finding someone you love in life, uh, maybe getting pregnant or maybe uh, having your first kid. Seasons can be all kinds of good things, but they can also be bad things as well. Uh, and that could be kind of what you're dealing with right now. Maybe with the pandemic and COVID-19, maybe you've gotten laid off or lost your job, or maybe there's something bad going on at home. Maybe you're struggling with a separation or a divorce, or maybe something's going on with one of your kids, or maybe you just lost a dog. I don't know what's going on, but seasons can be good and seasons can be bad. I think when I think of seasons in my life, I kind of divide my entire life into two seasons. And that would be the season before kids and the season after kids. I know for me, when I had kids, I had no idea what that was actually going to be like, what it was going to feel like, how things were going to change in my life, how the season of my life was definitely going to be different moving forward after that first child was born. And that was London, my oldest daughter right now. But I want to tell you, before I had kids, I 
really thought, and you know, maybe you can't relate to this, maybe you don't have kids, but I just want to tell you, I just want to tell you, it, before I had kids, I thought I was a pretty generous individual. I looked out for my friends. I didn't think I was a very selfish person. I thought that I was always putting other people before me. I just had, you know, I had these thoughts in my head. But after having kids, things definitely change. Things get wild. When I thought that I wasn't selfish, I really found out how selfish I was when I had to change diapers, had to be up at two in the morning, had to look out for her in every single way, feed her little baby mouth and put food in it. It just takes so much time. And uh, dads, if you're out there, you need to be involved. You need to be helping out. You need to be changing those diapers, getting poop all over your hands, all over your arms, all over your clothes, whatever. You just need to be involved. But it can be very, very difficult. And then we had a second kid, a little Rose came along. And then we had two kids and with two parents. It got really tough because now it's one on one. And like, if I'm doing something, Jesse's doing something. If, if something goes bad over here, she's doing something over here. You can't really help each other out. And then there's three kids. And then it's just bedlam. And then one of my favorite comedians says four kids. is like, you're already drowning in a swimming pool. And you're about to go underwater. And someone throws you another kid. And you're just done. And that's exactly how it feels. And this season of my life with kids is very different than the season of my life without kids. Think, thinking about being in a pool, I did something really stupid one time. This doesn't have anything to do with anything. I just want to tell you, when I said being in a swimming pool, one time I thought I was awesome. And my little daughter, London, my oldest, was jumping off of the diving board. And I was in like 12 foot of water. And I thought that I could totally catch her when she jumped off the diving board and swim over to the side of the pool with her. Well, anyway, she jumped to me and... <laughs> I don't really know how to swim that well. And I caught her and we both sunk under the water. And I started kicking my little feet under the water and I was holding London up and I couldn't do anything. We were both just going to the bottom. So I saved her life by reaching up like this and holding her up out of the water and walking with her to the edge of the pool, which was, uh, and I never, never did that again. I never tried to catch any of my kids in the water because it was really stupid, and I don't know why I'm telling you that. I just thought it'd be funny. I want to share it. So there you go. Don't do that. If you don't know how to swim, you can't catch your kid, even if they only weigh 50 pounds. But there are definitely seasons in our lives, and the, uh, the season before kids, the season after kids, there is good in the season, there's bad in the season, there's good in this season, there's bad in this season, but there's a definite beginning and an end. And I want to tell you about a season in the Bible that I think is really important it's something that ties in really well to what I'm talking about and probably what you're going through in life right now. Let's look at our scripture today, and it's about Moses. And it comes from the book of Deuteronomy. And what you need to know about Moses is he was a prophet of the Lord. The Lord would actually speak to Moses, and then Moses would speak to the people on God's behalf, give God's message to the people. And I think this was really cool. The cool thing about Moses was, he actually said that God was his best friend. Like Moses was the only prophet to say, God is my best friend. And Moses was the only one that got to interact in person. He was the only prophet that got to interact in person with God. Moses is very, very important to the Israeli people, to the Israelites of the time. And he was such an amazing leader. He had led the Jews out of slavery. The Israelites were in slavery in Egypt. They'd been there for a long time. Moses was the one that came along, saved them, led them out, part of the Nile, did miracles in the name of the Lord. He's the one that went up 
to the top of the mountain and receive the message from God, receive the law for the people, the Ten Commandments, brought them down and delivered them. Moses was a really, really big deal to the people. And if you can imagine being under Moses' leadership, this was a season of their life, of the Israelites having this man as their leader. I'm sure he was revered and looked up to. They knew that he talked and spent time with God. They knew that he would bring the message to the people. And having someone like that, I don't know about you, but I think that'd be really cool. Be like, oh, this guy over here, he actually talks to God and he tells us exactly what God wants from us, exactly what God is going to do for us. And it was coming to a time towards the end of his life. This was the end of a season for the Israelites. They were losing Moses. And let's just see what happens. Moses actually walked up to the top of a mountain. He walked up to the top of the mountain and he was going to talk with the Lord. And then the Lord said to him, now Moses is overlooking all this land. He had led the Israelites on a long, long journey. And the Lord said to him, this is the land promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. When I said, I will give to your descendants, I have let you see it with your eyes, but you will not cross over. There were some things that Moses could not do for his people. Moses did all these amazing things. He had gotten them out of Egypt. He got the Ten Commandments. He had communed with God. He had led the people for so long. This season of leadership of Moses was amazing. But Moses could not do every single thing. There were amazing things that had happened. An amazing leadership. But it had to come to an end. It had to come to an end. So Moses died there on the mountain that day. And one thing, the one thing that he could not do for the Israelites was take them into the promised land. Some bad things had happened. That's a whole nother talk. Some bad things had happened, but they weren't allowed to go under Moses' leadership into the promised land. So even though he had done all those things in that season of his leadership, he could not lead them into the promised land. And here's what happened next. And Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in Moab. As the Lord had said, he buried him in Moab in the valley opposite Beth Peor. But to this day, no one knows where his grave is. Moses was 120 years old when he died, yet his eyes were not weak, nor his strength gone. The Israelites grieved for Moses in the plains of Moab for 30 days until the time of weeping and mourning was over. Now you have to imagine this was a huge hit to the people. They had been under Moses for so long. Through good times and bad, through everything they had trusted him. He had that personal relationship with God. But even with all of this, the journey with Moses leading couldn't continue any further. It had to end. So here's the point, family. We don't always understand. We don't always see what's going on. But the seasons have to come and go. Whether it's a bad season you're going through right now, hopefully that season's going to end really, really soon. Maybe it's a good season you're going through and you're going through something strong, but you can't continue to grow and continue to go where God is going to put you if you stay comfortable all the time. So it has to end. One thing I want you to know about seasons is seasons, the seasons change the effects 
are here to stay. The seasons of your life change, but the effects are here to stay. Whether it's a good or a bad thing, no matter what's been going on in your life, there are going to be effects that stay with you, that, that go with you for the rest of your life. Whether it's an amazing vacation that you're going on, hopefully you'll be able to make some memories that'll be able to stay with you and you'll be able to rest and relax and rejuvenate. But maybe it's something really tough that you're going through. Maybe it's a really hard time that you're going through. Maybe it's a challenge that you're barely making it and only with the strength of God are you even making it through that time. Well, I want you to know that the effects are going to be with you, but they don't have to define who you are. I want you to look at the scripture here. And we know that God causes all things to work together with the good of those who love him to those who are called to his purpose. Let's read that one more time. It's Romans 8.28. And we know that God causes all things to work, to, the, to work together for the good of those who love him to those who are called to his purpose. So what I want you to know right now, no matter what you're going through, and I know a lot of people are going through really, really struggling, tough times, whether you just want to get out of your house and not wear a mask for once in five months, or maybe you lost your job, I just want you to know that it's all working together for the good of those who follow him. Maybe you're being tempered or strengthened for something. And I want you to know this. If you follow him and you're part of his purpose, you have an understanding, a different understanding of seasons in your life. An understanding of good and bad that we walk through and knowing that our treasure is with him. No matter what goes on, no matter what hurts us, we can know that our treasure is with him. So this is important. Our lives are not defined by our circumstances. They are defined by our God. Our lives are not defined by our circumstances. They are defined by our God. So when you're walking through a season with God, you know he's with you. You know that he's going to be right there with you. And I know sometimes it's hard to feel it. It's hard to know. But through prayer, through talking to people that you look up to, you can refocus and recenter and see how God is working in your life, even through the toughest times that you're going through. The season that you're in right now, no matter what it is, it's going to come to an end. But if you look to God, you can get something good out of it. Our lives are not defined by our circumstances. They are defined by our Lord. One other thing that I want you to write down today, if you're taking notes, is this. Good or bad, the season had to end. Good or bad, it had to end. None of us like when a good thing ends. None of us like when you're going along and things are going amazing, and then that first roadblock comes in the way, and you hit the brakes, and you're like, things were going so good. Thinking about our scripture today, I'm sure the Israelites didn't want Moses' leadership to end. 
I can only imagine that most people under Moses' leadership really loved him and looked up to him. I mean, I'm sure they had their trouble, but they were looking up to him. And his leadership ending was probably a very scary thing for a lot of people. But seasons in our life, they come and go and they have to end. It makes me think of a time, and I know that uh, Pastor T says this sometimes, I know there's some nerds out there. Well, I know there's some geeks out there too, and I am one of them. I'm a huge Star Wars geek. So listen, if this is not you, just think about something you love. But I want to tell you about an experience that I had with a season of my life because I'm such a geek. It was a really big deal to me. When I was young, I grew up watching the Star Wars movies, like episode, you know, four, five, and six, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Like I watched them guys literally like every week. I was such a little geek growing up and I still am. When they announced the new movie coming out, The Phantom Menace, it was a really big deal to me. I, start, I got so, so excited. I started geeking out, doing crazy things. I waited on a line around the AMC theater for literally, I got there like 8 o'clock the night before and stayed overnight waiting to get tickets to the first showing. I don't want you to think I'm crazy, but I am a little bit crazy. I waited all night long. People were camping out. It was like a party in line. This was an amazing time for me. We got tickets. It was still like six months before the movie, and everyone was so excited. We were talking about the movie. What could possibly happen? What is this? What is that? Well, one day, it was time for the movie to actually come, and we were so excited. We got there early. We were in the front row, right there on the rail, put our feet up, sat back. We were so excited. And I got to tell you, it's not actually a good ending to the story because the movie was literally terrible. I don't know what to say about it. If you like it, I'm sorry. It was actually a terrible movie. But that was a season of my life that I loved. I loved getting ready for Star Wars. I loved being there for Star Wars. And the good news is the new movies are really, really good. But that movie was literally terrible. And we like walked out of the theater. The movie ended. And you're like, you're there with all your friends. And you're walking out. And you know you all wanted it to be good so bad, but you don't really know what to say. I don't know if you've been in that situation, but that's literally what we're dealing with. No one really talked. Everyone just went to their cars and left. Uh, It was a a bad experience. But the season definitely had an ending. In that case, it wasn't a great one. But normally, (laughs) a good season comes to a good end. But it has to end to go forward. The movie was a good example, but there's an appointed time for things to be over. If you think about Moses, he could not take his people into the promised land. No matter what He could never do that. For his people to grow, for his people to prosper, Moses' season had to come to an end. So let's check out what happens. I just want to skip to the end of the story. I'm skipping a whole bunch of verses, but we're going into Joshua. And it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, My servant Moses is dead. Now proceed to cross the Jordan. So this is a really big deal, guys, because this is something Moses couldn't do with all of his power and his relationship with God and everything he did. He could not cross the Jordan. But God tells Joshua, Moses' successor, now proceed to cross the Jordan, you and all these people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the Israelites. Every place the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you as I promised Moses. And I want you to hear this today as we're wrapping up. I want you to know that no matter what season is ending, God is with you. No matter what's going on right now, 
No matter what's coming to an end or what's starting up, God has things planned for you, and those things are good. God is with you every step of the way. Let me just flip this for you just a little bit before we go. Peter, one of the disciples of Christ, kind of dealt with this same thing that the Israelites were dealing with. He had been with Jesus for so long. They'd been doing Christ's ministry here on earth, spreading his message of mercy and grace and love. And one day Jesus sat them all down. He said, guys, I'm going to have to go into Jerusalem and things are going to get bad. People are going to look down on me. People are going to curse me and call me names. People are going to tear me down and beat me. And then I'm going to die. And it's all part of God's plan because then I'm going to be raised from the dead. But Peter, he didn't understand this. He didn't want the season that he was with Christ to end. He didn't want it to be over. And Peter took him aside. This is what the scripture says. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said. These things shall never happen to you. He didn't want Jesus to be gone. He didn't want Christ to leave them. But I'm telling you right now, guys, Christ had to go. Christ had to be crucified. That season had to end. And Peter actually got in really big trouble for saying this to Christ. Because Jesus said, man, you don't understand. This has to happen for the salvation of all the souls in the world. And I want you to know that today, that Christ loves you so much that he is with you through the seasons in your life. He is with you through the times that are tough. He's with you in the times that are good. You know, I talked earlier about my kids a little bit, but watching them grow up, they change so much. And they go from baby to being a toddler, to being a little kid, to being a student. It all happens like that. And you just try to hold on sometimes. You try to, to grasp onto them because you don't want them to grow up. You don't want that season to end of them holding on to you as a little baby and then playing with you as a little toddler. You just don't want it to end. But let me tell you this, guys. Something that's even more amazing is when one of my kids came up to me for the first time, when London came up to me for the first time and said, Dad, I've accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior and I want to be baptized. And I want you to know today that without her growing up and not being a baby, without her growing up and not being a toddler, that moment could have never been experienced. And now she gets to move on with Christ in her heart and change the world for him. So that season had to end for me. So God's work can continue. So what in your life is changing? What seasons are swirling around you? What has to end for God to continue working in your life? Before we go today, I just want to take a minute. Christ tells us, In those last teachings, Jesus said to his disciples, he said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And before we go today, I want to give you that opportunity. I don't know what's been going on in your life. I don't know what's been going on during the quarantine, 
during the shutdown. I don't know what's been going on in your family. I don't know what's been going on with your friends. But I do know this. No matter what has been going on, God wants to come alongside you. And with him, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're facing in life, we can always look to him and we can always know that he has something good planned for us. So my words have spoken to you today at all. If you feel like you want to put your trust in him, if you're going through a tough time and you're crying out and you want him to come into your life, that's something that can happen right now, no matter where you are. No matter where you are, all you have to do is cry out to him. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. If you're in a place where you can close your eyes, go ahead and close your eyes and center. If not, all you have to do is think these words in your heart. If everyone will just bow their heads and close their eyes right now. God, we just want to come to you now. And if you are feeling that call on your heart, if you're feeling that stirring in your spirit that there's just something more, that God is there for you, that God is waiting for you to come home, that you are ready to be an adopted son or daughter of Christ. All you have to do is pray this. Say, dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I have fallen short. I know that that sin has created a giant chasm, a giant gap that cannot be breached by any other way than by your son, Jesus Christ. God, I pray right now, Jesus, I call out to you that you would be my personal Lord and Savior, that you would wipe the sin away. God, that you would make me clean in the sight of God. God, I want to live for you. I want to follow your example. And God, one day I want to be with you in heaven. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message and we'd love to stay connected. So make sure to click subscribe. We love to spread the word and you can help take this message to others. Leaving a quick review, sharing it with someone, or connecting with us on social all make a huge difference. And a special thanks to you who give generously to make this ministry possible. And if God is calling you to partner with us, visit us at ascentchurch.net. We love you and know that you are not alone.